Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen. We have a loaded show for you today here on the Jackson No Trades podcast. We are, uh, we've got a big week of sports and events to unpack. We had a big baseball night last night of traded information, also some trade deadline in the NBA side of things. From there, we'll uh, talk to you guys about some of the hog basketball we've had this past week. From there, we got a huge Super Bowl impact to go, go into with our good friend Grant Warford, and he's going to spice it up with some biased Kansas City talk and some foodie places in the Fayetteville area. So great show coming up. Y'all stick with us here for a moment. Yeah, we're, we're happy to have everybody. Thanks for coming back. Uh, we got a good show for you. Okay, and we're back with some big Major League Baseball news. Uh, I personally could not be more excited about this news. It's been something that, um, as a Los Angeles Dodgers fan, been thinking about for a long time, especially this um, tragic offseason, the way things ended last year, and the first round to the Nationals, the team of destiny. Um, Mookie Betts and David Price head to L.A., G. Yeah, Chuck has been big, big mad these past couple months. Uh, they've been coming out. He has uh, had the – Astros cheating scandal to contend with and wrestle with in his mind these past uh, months or so. They've been really weighing on him. And, yeah, I really can't think of a better way for you to kind of take your mind off of it, Chuck, and start to really recover and recoup from this big uh, heartbreaking situation. So I'll let you talk about how you feel about it right now. Yeah, so uh, Mookie Betts, I'd say top five, uh, locked locked in top yeah. ten player in the league. yeah. Um, people today were comparing uh, Mookie coming to the Dodgers as not LeBron coming to the Lakers, but an Anthony Davis type player, not a not a A plus plus player, but a, but an A plus. Yeah, player. I think that's um, probably fair. Twenty eighteen uh, MVP. He's the kind of guy that'll hit thirty home runs, steal thirty bases for you. Uh, he's a Gold right. Glove winner, four time All Star, um, all sorts of uh, accolades already under his belt. Yep. Um, and then you got David Price, 34-year-old, cooked us in the 2018 World Series. Yeah. Had a, had a bit of a bad year last year. Um, but, I mean, he's he's going to be our third best pitcher, so he'll be number three in the rotation. So, I'll take a guy like that. We lost uh, Alex Verdugo, one of my favorite Dodgers as of – I mean, he came onto the scene last year as a rookie, tore it up. Um, and I think things would have been different if he was on a team in the playoffs. Yeah. Um. But he ended up getting hurt and missed uh, the back quarter of the season. Um, and but uh, we dished out Verdugo and Maeda, and so Maeda it was looking like he's he was going to be that three or four um, spot pitcher. Which I'll take David Price over him. He was consistent, but he was not. He's not uh, David Price. The biggest thing was the money. And they sent us like. $30, $40 million to buy off some of Price's contract, which is also a deal breaker. Yeah, uh, I was going to touch on that just because the analyst last night on ESPN, the big baseball analyst, Jeff, uh, can't remember his last name, he was discussing how they have about 30 to $40 million tied in about three pitchers on their staff right now. So definitely an expensive rotation, but I think it's going to be a talented one nonetheless. I think there's going to be enough there. And David Price definitely no slouch in his own right. If they can get him back to that elite form from about two years ago, they're really going to be cooking with gas. Yeah. And we'll, get, we'll get them out of Boston, get them in that L.A. lifestyle. Yeah. Um, get a get little them on a good plan. Yeah. Get yeah. Them, yeah. Yeah. 
get them in that sunshine plan. Yeah. But, uh, dude, that lineup, though, and, you know, we're talking pitching, but God, that lineup is stout. Yeah, it's exciting because we, a unit of we've lineup. lacked at um, – at the leadoff spot for, for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we traded who, I mean, our lineup changes day to day, but, um, jock jock, we sent to the angels just to clear cap space. Um, so the Dodgers will be under the luxury tax also this year. Um, that's so hard for me to wrap my mind. Yeah. Around. That with all um, those elite players, they're still going to be under the luxury tax yeah. this year. And then, um, so we finally have a true leadoff hitter, um, who better than Mookie Betts. Uh, we doubled, better. Our uh, MVP players, um, we have two MVPs in the outfield. Um, so we'll have Cody um, in center and Mookie in right field. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a, gonna be a good it, gonna be a good roster. It is a it is a elite look, um, and definitely the top pick in the West right now, as always. I think, anyways, but definitely gonna be a force to be reckoned with. But uh, you know, you'll need another good year from Kershaw at least as mm-hmm. like a supplemental. Pitcher, yeah. uh, Walker Bueller, we know will be lights out. The bona fide ace. A stud. Yeah. Um, they've still got Urias on there. Mm-hmm. So I think there's enough pitching there. Mm-hmm. And But, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, as well as I do, with the playoffs and how we've seen it go, bullpen. Yeah, it's got, it's got to be bullpen. the bullpen. Um, I wouldn't be – That might be the only, like, reservation. But I'm not too – I'm not overly concerned with yeah. y'all. Yeah, I mean, we'll have – we have Joe Kelly um, and then some other guys. He'll that, play better than last year. Um, yeah, hopefully. And then we still have Kenley Jansen, which I'm not surprised if he's not going to – if, if it comes October and he's still the closer, I'd be surprised. Really? Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I think the biggest the biggest thing people are worried about is people are looking at Mookie as um, as just a rental for a year because he's his last year on his contract and he's wanting like a 10-year ten yeah. contract. But um, for us, I mean, who cares? I mean, even if you promised me – that Mookie was one year. We gave up Maeda, who is a, a B level pitcher and uh, yeah. and one prospect for one year uh, of Mookie Betts. Um, so, but I I think we're already talking about um, like the extension or like re-signing him. The Dodgers aren't afraid to. They are afraid to spend money, actually. But we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, and but I th- also I, I think the one year rental deal gets a little overblown too because like. And like how people like how bad that would be to like lose all that and then just get him for you. Like the same thing with Anthony Davis. Like like even if you told LA people you're gonna get him from just one year, but then you're gonna have to give up all this stuff. I think at the end of the day they still say, yeah, bring him, bring yeah. him on, like because that's gonna give you the best chance possible to win a title that year. And at the end of the day, these championship windows close quickly. Yeah, you got to capitalize while you can. If you see a chance, there's nothing wrong with. Making the move, yeah. Go get that. And I was honestly very surprised that the Sox were willing to part with him already. Yeah, they they must have just been obsessed with like getting under, like just getting money out of. Yeah, very frugal move on their part. Yeah, because we didn't really give up that much. I mean, some some people are saying not really. There might still be some prospects that we've given up, but like it doesn't look to be that way. No. Um, it doesn't look just like so. I, in my eyes, even if it's a, a guaranteed one year, which it's by far not, because I don't think so you can always convince guys to stay around. In the yeah, LA especially area. yeah, especially there. Um, yeah. But the problem is, we're going to end up having to pay Bueller, Bellinger, and Corey Seager within the next three or four years, which is an issue if we go after Mookie. We got to yeah. You know, some of those guys are going to have to get. I mean, Bellinger and Walker Buehler are going to want bags, and so is yeah. Cody Seager. So. Maybe Cody's going to be a little jealous. He's yeah. no longer the 
He's no longer the solo outfield, just super superstar, super guy out there. You know, maybe Mookie will start getting under his skin a little bit. You know, he's got a, he's got a little bit to compete with. I mean, just a embarrassment of riches in the LA area right yeah. now in all sports, and it's yeah. just. It's you know Charlie, it's it's kind of frustrating me a little bit. I'm not gonna lie to you. It kind of sticks to me just a touch because you guys can just just seems like y'all are using a different bank than the rest of us, Chuck. And y'all are just <laughs> y'all are just y'all are just burning money over there. And I mean us over here in Cardinal Nation are just hoping hoping Moziak and these fellas up top are just gonna pull the trigger on freaking anyone to help us out, any kind of signing. And Goldschmidt was a something we don't even do very often, and we really wanted to go get Arenado. So it's just like seeing a team like y'all that can just seemingly make a big blockbuster just about every year, it's just a – I got to say, it's it's a pang of jealousy slightly. And, I mean, the Machado to this – Machado was a little bit different, I guess. It was sort of a – we're bringing on a we're bringing on a potential – we're definitely bringing on a potential flight risk for sure. He was definitely a flight risk from the yeah. start. That was as rental as it gets yeah. for a guy. And also sort of a hothead and a sort of a loose cannon, but – that was one of those win now moves that you needed to make. Yeah. But in the case of Mookie, as we were saying, I kind of contest the that we get a, a big fish every year because uh, yeah, uh, you're right though. Here's what here, it, you're right. I'll give you this. Y'all have y'all are able to spend more because this freaking scouting group y'all got brings in a new stud every year, yeah. and y'all are sort of the uh, I wouldn't say the new Cardinals because we can we can still do it. But y'all are just able to pull up these guys like Bellinger and Muncie that just come in and produce immediately, and they're still cheap. Kershaw and Seager and Ryu. Yeah, and Seager and Ryu. And, <laughs> yeah. and that's just the beauty. I mean, that's just like the key to sports success, I think, is young guys that come through your system, when you get them at a cheap, a cheap discount still before they get expensive. And I'll get more to that later when we talk Super Bowl because I've got takes on that with the Niners. So. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, deal. basically, Dodgers going to be hard to beat us even if they cheat. Um, <laughs> we still have a top five. Hard, going to be hard, hard to beat them. Um, going to need a lot of trash cans. Yeah, going to need a lot of monitors, Astros. A lot of pots and pans to win um, this one. Yep. And now going to need some buzzers on every on the whole nine. <laughs> um, but still a top five farm system in baseball. Futures bright, Los Angeles. Definitely a winner. A winner. A winner bust now. Um, for the Dodgers this yeah. season, um, as it is for the Lakers. So kind of some parallels between the two L.A. teams. That's facts. And I will say, while we're on the at West Coast, I did want to talk a little bit about the Angels because, like, they might be sneaky good next year. Yeah, they might. They've actually, like, their lineup, I nobody's really, like, talking about it a ton. They had to make a lot of upgrades, and they're always underachieving based on their lineup. But we're looking at Mike Trout. We're looking at Anthony Rendon. You're looking at Jock Peterson. At the very least, they're going to be Pujols, fun to watch. Justin Upton. I got Pujols. Still there. R.I.P. Still the saddest thing to see because he just toils away. And he had his big record breaking moment, his big milestone last year. I can't remember if it was 500. Is it? It was home runs. Yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. And that was awesome. Um, and we love him still when he comes into town. But uh, yeah, that's a sad deal. But, anyways, Angels, though, uh, Julio Tehran, I'm reading from the Braves pitcher. So they've got their, their pitching is coming around. They've still got the multi tool Otani kind of wonder yeah, Asian wonder guy. Uh so you know they'll they'll be around and it's one of those things maybe this year they'll actually meet their expectations. They don't usually. Um but it was a big night last night. It came during the, in the midst of our hog agony, which we'll uh touch on again later. But uh 
Anyways, um, the MLB hot stove is hot. It's, it's hot. It's sizzling. Uh, can't um, wait for the end of March. Um, moving on to the National Basketball Association. Association. Um, the trade talks are really getting hot in this neck of the woods in sports, G. Yeah, they um, are moving. We got waves are moving. On we got thing. rookies taking on vets, champions. Yeah, we've us. got we've got beefs happening. Um, we have uh, buyouts, trades, um, all sorts of stuff. So I guess we'll. Do we want to talk about John and Steph and all that at all? Yeah, we'll touch on it. It, it kind of leads into the deadline, anyways. Yeah, it centers around a. Um, so right news. before, I guess right before we started recording, we'll say that Andre Iguodala has just been bought out or traded. Yeah, traded. Well, no, he'll yeah, no, yeah, he'll be traded. So the Heat will be will take on that money and they'll. But he's getting this like two or thirty mil apparently, so I guess it's like a buyout sign. Like a, okay. what is that? Like a sign and trade, maybe. But, but I'm not sure what the Grizzlies picked up. Let me see. I think it's just. A, it. I think they just bought him out. Did maybe they, they just. Maybe that's the heat just buying that out. Yeah, I don't know. It, and it literally they don't get just anything happened, for it. So. I don't know how that goes. Well, I'll see if I can get anything in the meantime. But um, so Andre Godal will be going to the Miami Heat. Yes. Um. Other than that, um, they but there was some beef. There was some beef. Jaw. I got him out of the building. Um, Jaw and um, I guess it really what started it all was um, um, Oregon boy. Um, oh, Dylan, Dylan Brooks. Brooks started it all with his quote. Yeah. Um, he said that he couldn't wait to play the uh, Andre Iguodala once he got Wherever bought out or is. traded so they could uh, beat him because to show him what the about what the real nine hundred one's all about. But um, yeah, uh, that. Uh, went into Jaw quoting the tweet, then Steph Instagram storied a picture of Iggy holding his Finals MVP, which then led Jaw to tweet a picture of Kevin KD Durant holding his Final MVP with his Final MVP. Which, if you didn't know, Steph Curry <laughs> has zero of them. Yeah, um, so I was pretty adamant. About somehow, that. Steph Curry is known as the best player on his team, but has zero <laughs> Finals MVPs. That's a different story. Um. But yeah, they they got in some arguments, and then apparently now they've made up on Instagram DMs. So whatever. Yeah, that they they felt the need. I needed to know that. Uh, I've been alerted. <laughs> I've been alerted that Steph and Jive squashed the beef, so to speak, between the two. Uh, these are the kind of really sports concerned. reports I get these days. But uh, you know, kind of a slower, sluggish part of the NBA season. They threw in some spicy beef for us, I guess, to sort of a. Uh, Marinate on and uh, coming right to football and chat about and laugh about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of it kind of cushioned that blow of losing that. But I'm reading Chuck. Justice Winslow will be a Grizzly. Mm. So that's a little that's a little nice. That's a little interesting. Giving up Winslow for that, <laughs> I will say, I'm not hey. I'm not entirely sure what kind of year he's been having this year. We'll take it, Memphis. But I will say this about Justice Winslow. Last it's a year, type of guy. Last year he took on quite a bit of a. Uh, like ball handling duties. Yeah, he's sort of a he's sort of a point forward. Well, he's only and, played eleven games this year. Yeah, he's one of those guys. He's a little he's a little uh, fragile. He's a little injury prone, but I will say he's young enough to where there's still a ceiling there, a pretty high one. So we can uh, the Grizzlies can build on that. It's better than no one in the building, which was who this, yes. which was what Iguodala was. He was yeah. a he was a non-existent person. Mm-hmm. He was more nothing more than a name on paper. That uh, everybody knew about, so he was not showing up. He was not playing basketball. He will be at the Heat. I'm not sure how this fits into his contender getting to a contender plan. Uh, the Heat are definitely contending. 
They're definitely a good team that we like. Yeah, definitely. Um, not sure if they're exactly a title contender per se. I wouldn't no, – not really sure if I'd put them in that same breadth as a lot of these other dominant teams that are playing right now. But uh, it's, they, they're definitely closer, I suppose, than the Grizzlies would be at this point in time. Um, so that's a pretty interesting trade. That kind of sort of uh, gives the Heat a new supplemental piece to go along with their uh, young guys and – Mr. Jimmy Butler. Yes, Mr. J. Butt. The dog, the dog himself. So they've got him balling out now, and uh, the trade deadline is still rolling. Clint Capella last night became a hawk, um, and he will be joining the squad over there with Trey Young and John Collins and that younger group. So they've got a lot to look forward to Cam there Reddish. with that group. Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish, we like him. Noted so, Zion uh, teammate. Noted Zion. Known, known for being on the same team as no, Zion. No, Blue Devil. Uh, he will uh, – they'll be, you know, relevant at least with him. Right. They uh, we'll The Rockets sort of – they're just kind of phasing out this whole uh, this whole center thing. Yeah, I guess – They just don't really need those. So, so, I saw a bunch <laughs> of funny tweets uh, after Eric, Eric Gordon tweeted last night about how excited um, – or, or oh, yeah, no, he was teary-eyed oh, because teary-eyed. They were, he was losing, losing his boy Capella. Capella, and apparently he's the man. And then all the mentions – oh, I love Clint Capella. Yeah. Um, and uh, he – people were roasting him saying, when you have to realize you're the starting center. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it, it's going to be tough to rebound uh, as a, a Houston Rocket now. They got to play the Lakers, known powerhouse in the paint on tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so and not to mention throughout the Western Conference playoffs. Yeah. So, so whenever that starts to happen, I'm interested to see how that will shake out. Their first game without Clint Capella, they have to face JaVale, Anthony Davis, LeBron, and Dwight Howard. Got to say that first game doesn't sound like it will bode well. They they got Clint Capella and Nene. Nene, yeah. <laughs> the man Nene is still around. Nene um, used to love a good 2K game with Nene. Yeah. Um, Houston got Jordan Bell, Robert Covington. They wanted – Golden State. They wanted that kind of – Second guy, they've second not gotten rid of a, a Trevor Ariza three and D guy. Yeah. Um, so they got another one of him, uh, kind of an Iguodala type guy. Um, Who did? Uh, oh, Roko. That's what I've seen him aptly named on a oh, social media. Robert Covington. Robert Covington. Ah, yes. They call him Roko. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, it was a there was a lot more players involved, but um, not anybody that. Oh, Gerald Green was on that list. Yeah, I threw Gerald. Denver, Denver rolled away with them. And Denver came away with the first-round pick. Noah Vonley. Yeah. Denver gave up Juan Hernan Gomez, Malik Beasley, Evan, when Evan Turner when, came when did Jordan from, Bell get – I thought he was playing on the Warriors. I don't know. Okay. He can't <laughs> – yeah, I'm not really sure about yeah, that, to be know. honest. But um, other possible trades um, – then the next, well, I guess it's tomorrow. I mean, Delo's still getting um, talks. Yeah, but I've heard know. that. I think it kind of cooled down. Yeah, I don't think anything between Minnesota and Golden State for Carthy Towns or yeah. um, D'Angelo or anything like that. Um, the Lakers and the Clippers still looking for pieces um, in that arms race out in L.A. Yeah, um, I heard they drove pretty hard to the hoop for Iguodala, but it just didn't pan out for them. Yeah. They couldn't um, get a deal worked out. Lakers need a ball handler. Clippers need size. Marcus Morris has been talked about. Darren yeah, Allison, Derek I've heard Rose. Him. Was it was it Mr. Marcus or was it Markeith? I think it was Marcus. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, and the Thunder point guard. 
um, Schroeder. Schroeder. Also, also talked about getting traded. Yeah. Um, oh, and Lakers. I also heard also heard Pat Riley was moving towards potentially – he wanted – he was looking at Danilo uh, Gallinari. Ah. So he's like – he's like trying to load this team up a little bit. I like it. Yeah. He's like – He's he's that guy. He'll always want to like nobody better. He always than wants Miller because that's what he needs. But yeah, but he always wants to pop on that moment that he can and hit every like load up at that moment. Yeah. So um, we are going to, uh, but um, the, not take five. We're going to keep talking. The uh, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that the Bucks are also looking for shooters. Um, yeah. Best, um, as they're they're still trying to. Make the best team possible so Giannis is forced not to leave um, after next year. Keep him um, trapped there. That's the biggest. Keep him trapped in Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be one of the biggest stories for the next two years is where Giannis is going to end up. Yeah. I'm uh, sure whenever, I'm sure when his fresh teams are already like probably clearing cap to go after yeah. him, he will be the they're biggest. They're going to offer him a Supermax next year. Yeah. And then after next season, he'll be a free agent. So that's yeah. people are. Making moves now, even now, to yeah lock their eyes in. Oh yeah, the big prize. Oh, speaking of that, Patty is gonna get big paid. Who's Patty? Mahomes. Matt Patty Mahomes. Oh, Just yeah. set off topic, but Pat Mahomes is gonna make millions and millions, big bucks, millions of dollars. Um, oh, my, my friend Warford's coming in on Patrick Mahomes. Actually, <laughs> Kansas City native. Kansas City native Grant Warford. What's up, everyone? Uh, I'll just say this: I think that Patrick Mahomes would take a smaller. Um, I guess smaller contract um, to help get some better receivers or something um, up term. Huh. I don't think long term, but I think his next contract he may sign like a smaller contract just to free up some space in the cap so we can go after and keep some of these receivers that are helping him. But with that said, I don't think that I think that you could put a lot of different receivers out there and Patrick would still throw to him. But yeah. either way, he's still going to make a lot more money than he's making now in his next contract. Okay. But that's just one thing I've kind of thought about and I've heard through multiple okay. sources that he may take a smaller contract to do that. But wouldn't okay. be surprised if we also give him like a 10-year, you know, $200 million or something contract. But um, I don't know. We'll see. I guess time will tell. If it's but, 10 years, he's making more than two. Oh, million. yeah. We'll probably make more than that. But, I mean, I could definitely see that. Yeah. yeah. That is our Kansas City beat writer, Grant Warford. You'll hear more from him. Yeah. Coming up next. Yeah. He is forthcoming. And we'll be right back. Okay, welcome back. I hope you all enjoyed uh, those soothing tunes. Um, <laughs> we are now moving into our Arkansas Razorback basketball edition section of the podcast. Um, tough loss Tuesday night tough. In, uh, um, in Bud Walton against 11th ranked Auburn. Yeah. Um, it was an optimistic game coming off a win in Tuscaloosa. Looked good. Um, the rest were good, a lot better than South Carolina. Yeah. Then yeah. we come in, um, and the Hogs played – they played generally well. Uh, Mason Jones, I mean, SC player of the year in my book. Um, yeah. What, what, do you, what do you think? No, yeah. Mason Jones put the team on his back. I've seen him aptly named the Mule at times yes. on uh, Twitter. Uh, I would say that is a pretty good name for him. He definitely – was willing to carry the load at times and put this team on his back. He uh, did a huge game. But, yeah, like you said, 
overall as a team, we generally played pretty well, especially that that spurt right after the halftime. We came through and we kind of we gave it to them a little bit there at the beginning. Um, but you know, with this team, it's just it's sort of been this story every now and then where we'll have these moments where we kind of stagnate and yep. we can get kind of we can get kind of shut down in moments like that. But on the passive side, the beginning of that second half, like Mason. Jalen, Desi flying around the court, making big plays, getting big shots. Um, but yeah, down the stretch, they just uh, they they got they struggled. They couldn't uh, they couldn't buy a bucket there at the end. And um, Auburn's a very good team. They're very well coached, and they've got some straight up athletes. Uh, Orco or that yeah. dread guy, he can ball. Um, Dowdy, obviously a player. Um, McCormick had a huge game at point. So they've just got a lot of speed. They're very athletic. It takes a very good game to beat that team, mm-hmm. and we did not execute well enough down the stretch. Free throws too. Yeah, um, I'd say a couple of the biggest things were missed free throws. Um, yeah, there were a couple times last night where guys missed both of them. Um, Mason Jones was a 90 percent free throw shooter going into last night. Um, missed um, missed. Five free throws, shot sixteen, went eleven for sixteen. Yeah, um, it's crazy. He went eleven for sixteen from the free throw line. Still had forty uh, in a college basketball game. Excuse me. And um, got some highlights running. Too. Jimmy Witt, um, his his struggles continue. What started yeah. as an amazing season, um, the script is out. I think. Um, I think yeah. they're, they're just putting the biggest players they got. Um, yeah. On Jimmy, and he can't hit those turnarounds. They switch to long players. They yeah. make it that contest on that on that mid range, and that can kind of get him shut down a little bit at times because it's his bread and butter for sure. Uh, but if you can neutralize that spot on the floor for him, he has a lot of trouble finding other avenues to score the basketball. So I think you know I, I think this is a tough one. It's kind of a wind out of your sails type deal. I'm not gonna say we're. I'm honestly not gonna say we're done you know, ride us off dead in the grave. But we definitely – you definitely cannot go four minutes of basketball to end the game without scoring a field goal. Nope. The only points we had were free throws down the four minutes there. Yep. I think it was about – I think it was four minutes. It may have been more, more, more than I that, coming, more down, that. The, coming down the way. And could not buy a basket. Auburn, credit to them, kind of mailed it in there for the first half. They looked a little slow. They were definitely – they are definitely a little groggy and slow coming in based on that huge Kentucky – yeah. grinded out win and I think this was our moment I think this is the game you capitalize on a team that's a little gas and get that big win at home yeah and we just weren't um, we had every opportunity to beat them um the I mean I couldn't tell because we got up 11 with six minutes left and yeah it's like we hit they call a timeout and it's like we hit a switch or something I'd like to get in Musman's head about yeah. like why we stopped trying to penetrate the basket. We just dribbled around. Three guy, two guys yeah. just passed it back and forth on top of the key on the wings, yeah. and then the other three just stand around, don't set screens, and just and we just get so stagnant. And it's so frustrating to watch because I want to put our foot on their throats and get up by twenty five because a team like oh, yeah. Auburn is not going to sit around for six minutes and watch the clock get dribbled out. Well, they miss some open shots, and you got to think to yourself. When they're missing a few open shots, if you don't execute down the stretch, those are going to start falling eventually. Yeah, they're For a team like that. It's yeah, as talented as they. They're are. not going to. Yeah, I mean, they're a nineteen and two team coming into last night. They're, oh. They they weren't going. They're not going to 
just oh well we're down by yeah, 11 they're yeah. not gonna lay down yeah and that, that that was seen to be our mindset it was like oh well they're 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 up like we're we're up yeah. we might as well just dribble the ball out yeah and then we take we took two or three in a row just sh- like 30 foot 32 foot threes yeah. because the time ran on the shot clock and we yeah. just were dribbling around for those 25 seconds and I'm, it was just ridiculous yeah um, and i'm not here to disparage the players by any means and they definitely obviously left it out on the floor they always do they played a Awesome effort-wise game, yeah. but I do. I will say when it got to overtime, I felt like it was already over. Yeah, no, it was. That was not a game that needed to go to overtime for us. The way we were playing down the stretch, that had to be a win in regulation because at that point in time we were not hitting shots. No, and in overtime the story did not change. There was no new scheme out there that created anything. Mason Jones got like I think a trip to the free throw line, maybe one field goal got hit, but basically, if Mason Jones doesn't take it to the rack. We are not scoring. Yeah. Right there in that game at the end. Yeah, it's just – I mean, Isaiah Joe being out. Um, I mean, it, it definitely hurts. Yeah, it definitely hurts. Um, Adriel had a great game. Reggie Chaney um, keeps getting in foul oh. trouble but keeps having great spurts. Yeah. Um, Desi hit four threes last yeah, night. Yeah, Desi's shooting has really come on um, these past Yeah, eight seven zero, born and raised. Our guy. Um, Our boy. Um, and he is – oh, he's such a hype man. Desi and Jimmy Whip played all 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, I mean, and Desi is just pure energy. Like, yeah. when we get up, when he gets the crowd going, like, he is ready to rock, and he is just a ball of energy. And we are just going to need – somebody's just going to have to step up. And it's – if Jimmy can recreate what he had going, and or maybe Desi starts making more plays off the ball, off the dribble, that would be integral to the team because we're definitely going to need more scoring down the stretch here. There is – no getting around that. We without Zay, we we're going to be shorthanded scoring the ball. Mm-hmm. Our defense will always keep us in games. Our defense played great, and awesome. that is one thing we can always hang our hat on. But it's one of those things where it seems like if we can't get it in transition, sometimes it's not going to be a very. Uh, we're not going to get I much just, offense going. I just, so. I just wonder where the offense like going to come from. We we can't just rely on that like transition offense. Like we got to have some set plays or something. I I don't know. It just feels like we just get super complacent, and it's frustrating. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Maybe. it's 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 just frustrating. Yeah. Um, Mason Jones is just shout a out baller. Mason Jones. Yeah. Um, shout out Mason and Desi. What did he finish with? Finish yeah. with fourteen. We got fourteen from Desi. We got forty from Mason. An efficient get, forty. A fifty percent forty. Yeah. If we get if we can get just a little more from Jimmy in these next few games, I mean, I, we definitely can win enough games here towards the end to to stay in this thing. And yeah. hang around and, and make a run in the SEC tournament. And I was talking to somebody about it. I don't know what the timeline is on Zay's injury. but It's indefinitely right now. Yeah, That's all they said. But arthroscopic knee, to me, sounds like it's not detrimental to the entire season. Now, that being said, if, it's, if we're a little concerned, it might be a better situation to just shut him down. But I'll say, if we're able to get hot again, you know, on the off chance, I'm, I'm, I think we probably can. And he's available, you know, come SEC tournament time. That's a team that can make a run and do something crazy. No, most definitely. And get into a championship yeah, game. So, if we get hot, the, our defense the and our shooting, is, it's, it's going to hold people Yeah, in. the defense will keep us there. If the shooting can get going, we can get moving pretty well. Bruce Pearl, though, you know, credit to all those guys. He, you know, he yells and he sweats a lot. But he's a, <laughs> but he's a, he's a, he's a very good coach. Yeah, another good thing to say for our team. I truly think he's a great coach. I don't know. I mean – He's annoying, but they're annoyingly good. I'll yep. say that. I don't think anybody thought Auburn would be this good this year. 
with the team that they had coming in, coming back, losing those guys, Harper and those fellows from last year on that big run. So, I mean, there's definitely work to do, but I'm still optimistic. We get Missouri this weekend. That should be should be a cake game. Should. Yeah. I'm not um, going to say it will be. I don't want to jinx that, but that should be a win. But here's here's the biggest thing that that like a couple one more thing on the Auburn game. If uh, if you told me that we got out rebounded forty four to twenty seven, which that's just going to be a thing this that's year for the Hawks. Yeah, we're just going to be out rebounded, and that's okay. We scrap and fight for uh, for for rebounds, um, and it's hard. It's hard when you're a, when you're an undersized team. It is hard. But if you said we got out rebounded forty four to twenty seven. And shot sixty one percent from the free throw line, and we only lost by three. Um, I mean, that's we're we're a, we're a good basketball team with a bright future. Yeah, I go to bed happy with that number, and it sounds like oh, like like finding the finding the big avenues of happiness, loser talk, whatever. But we're definitely a short-handed team. We have been all year. We knew that about ourselves. So these small these moral wins for now. Are big, and especially against. I, team I wouldn't consider good. it a moral win, but like, but I guess I led us there. But I mean, it. <laughs> we we should have won that stupid game. I mean, yeah, it is ridiculous. But it's it, there's still stuff to be happy about. Um, yeah, I love Mus. Crowd was there. Um, Things were rolling. It, Mus called timeout. Um, when when you when 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 we're up eleven, and then all of a sudden we're only up four. Call a dang timeout. Yeah, we need to re, we need to we need to figure some stuff out. Mus. Yeah. Um. Just right, call, call a timeout. Throw only. your philosophy out the door. We got to call a timeout there. Yeah, I'll. Uh, yeah, I would. I would be on board that train. Um, it's a it, it's a cool cool philosophy, and we we freak people out, and we just never call timeouts, and it, it's awesome. But yeah, definitely, if it's stagnating to that extent, I would say just call a timeout. Yeah, it's not yeah. it's not Throw the end the of the world. Eric. Out we gotta, I still love you, though. We got we to gotta recalibrate in those moments, I think. But uh, that's all I've got on the Hogs, Chuck. Yeah, that's uh, Woo Pig. We're still um, there. We're rolling. If the guy that was ranting to me, walking out of Bo Walton's listening to this, what's up? Um, <laughs> some of your points were good. Some of them were pretty dumb. Um, and now we're going to move into some Super Bowl talk yeah. with our good friend Grant Warford. Can you believe we made it this long without going in this? But, yeah. We've just got so much interesting stuff to talk about. We don't even think about the Super Bowl. That's a, that's just a backdrop to the rest of our world. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, past Sunday, Super Bowl, Chiefs, Niners, uh, a pretty good game. Pretty good game. Yeah, great game. Um, it was a, a game pretty much controlled by the Niners. Um, but, man, if, if you don't let your foot off the gas, the Chiefs are going to come sneak up. And yeah. that was proven over and over again this playoffs. Um, teams had big leads, and then all of a sudden they didn't. Yeah, um, Worf as a as a as a native, how do you how do you feel? What are your first reactions? Well, I'll say this: um, you know, every whatever sport you're in, um, it really just comes down to surviving and advancing. And the Chiefs did that in the playoffs this year. You know, uh, I think in the Super Bowl we came out and our offense just really wasn't looking as good as it has. But like I said, we survived. We got through the adversity, and we kept playing, and we ended up putting some points up. And next thing you know, we won the Super Bowl. And so I think that's really what makes a good Super Bowl team is one that can fight that adversity um, and come back and be the one that can kind of come up and be up on the top. But I'll say this. Um, I think that our defense this coming year will probably improve. I think that if we can get some more, you know, free some space up a little bit and – 
get some money to our defense. I really like the addition of Tyron Matthew. I think he's a, a big vocal leader out on our defense. Key, and with, yeah. with Eric Berry, you know, retiring and everything, we really needed someone to fill that spot. And I think Tyron came in and definitely filled that place for us. So only good things for the future. Yeah. I had some thoughts about the game. Just uh, quick keys I felt like to the game overall. Um, you know, like you, like you just said, obviously, the Niners – they played very well. They controlled the entirety of the game just about with their running game, which with what we've seen all year, their stifling defense. Patty, you could tell a little happy feedback there probably at the beginning. The pass rush was pretty intense. Missing some throws, he almost always hits. Um, nice. And I think the Niners definitely, like you said, they, they fell behind. and Well, they, they were up, and they should have, I think, pounded a little more towards the end, ran a little more clock. Jimmy G had to make some throws. Jimmy G couldn't make those throws. That's yeah. one of those things. I think that'll be definitely the biggest offseason topic of like what – I mean, how much do we trust him? One of those things. Also, the narrative about Kyle Shanahan. Mm. Unfortunate. Unfortunate. He's getting – He's getting dragged. He's truly getting dragged. But I'm going to say this about Kyle Shanahan. I don't think – and everybody's talking about, oh, my gosh, blown lead, 20 to 10, you had seven minutes left, all you got to do is win the game. And being a coordinator on the Falcons team. That's facts. They're, they're <laughs> up 28-3, yeah. But I will say this about this loss. I don't consider this a meltdown. They came from behind. Oh, my gosh, they came behind this many points. A 10-point lead with seven minutes left against the Chiefs is like a three-point lead. Yeah. That team can pop off in a minute. They've, we've seen them score 14 points in 50 seconds. Like, yep. they just boom, boom, boom. Like, they can just pop off on you. So, I don't think it was more – I don't think it was as much Kyle Shanahan blowing it as it was – Jimmy G just couldn't really make the throws at the end. Yeah, I mean, and it, and it sucks a, for him in a Super Bowl with with minimal storylines going into it. One of the bigger ones was: Is Jimmy G going to have going to step up into the position he needs to step up to win the game? And yeah. he he flat out didn't. Sorry, Jimmy. Um, it. it it's definitely going to be at the topic of conversation. Um, some people are saying Tom Tom Brady to San Fran. Yeah, uh, I don't see that happening. I don't at see all. that happening. And I also, uh, will say I don't think Tom Brady's a major upgrade over Jimmy. At this point in his career. No. I think no. you're better off with Jimmy G for the next few years. I think Belichick has more to do with the Patriots' success. I mean, their defense over the past few years, really, I think, without that defense and Belichick, I don't think Tom Brady has many success. Yeah, and I think you Tom can say Brady's the same about, quarterback. I think you yeah. can say sort of the same thing about Jimmy G as far as maybe not exactly the same sense as Tom Brady, but in the same sense of, like, he's really a product of the team at that point. But he's been able to make just enough throws. And look just well, just good and well enough to win them football games all throughout the regular season. And that last year before he got hurt, when they started off very well. Mm-hmm. So it's or when he came back from injury and they right. went on that run. But I will say, Niners definitely did not execute well enough. But Patty Mahomes, dude, there's no shame losing, losing to Patty losing Mahomes, to Patrick generational Mahomes. quarterback, yeah. generational talent. That third and fifteen throw puts it on string, puts a dart out there, a dart, a dart on the run, and. Uh, if, if I'm the if I'm a 49ers fan, I'm mad, but like I'm not mad at my coach. I'm not mad at my team for not being able to finish it against a just a very good for a very good Chiefs. Team. If you're gonna be mad at anyone, I'd say be mad that they didn't go for it there instead of kicking a field goal and try to. I mean, you, like, ten points is nothing. Like we said, ten points is no, nothing. It's nothing. And they were playing. 
they were playing field goal games yeah, throughout, you, the, throughout the game, and you you can't kick field goals against the Chiefs. You're gonna, if you kick kill, field goals against the Chiefs, you're gonna lose. You're playing loser ball if you're yeah. playing field goals against the Chiefs. Yes. You're, you're I don't I don't know why the 49ers stopped running the ball so much in the second half. I, I mean, that, they had a dumb, they, they, they have a dumb run. They game. Try to get cute with it or something. Yeah, I mean, they have three running backs that would all probably start somewhere if they played somewhere else, or at least yeah. be a contributing factor, but. I think that they definitely missed out on that opportunity to continue that clock out. But I'll also say this though about the Chiefs: credit to their defense. Uh, credit to their defense; they they really did like they did a pretty good job stopping the run when they needed to. Yeah, yeah. Not so, maybe not exactly the whole game, obviously, mm-hmm. but in the second half when they needed to make big, you know, stops on their running game and stuff stuff them up, they were able to do that pretty well. Our defense was a, just a garbage can at the beginning of the season, but I was oh, kind of yeah. cool to see them. I think the chemistry started to click a little bit, and they really started to start playing a lot better towards the end of the season. And once we got in the playoffs, I mean, I say better, but at least, you know, holding teams from scoring 30 points and stuff. I mean, we're, we're going to score yeah. over 20 points a game, guaranteed. So, I mean, if we can just hold them down below that, we'll be fine. So. Yeah. they um, they It was a great Super Bowl. They Change the graphics on us. Change the scoring graphics on us a little bit. Yeah, we put out some Marvel comic characters in the uh, scoring graphics. Yeah, it looked like like the Ant Man opening the intro us. or something. I mean, uh, they had, they they brought in a uh, yeah they brought in our Marvel interns and draw some uh, yeah. draw some pictures for them for some players. But uh, it was a good <laughs> Super Bowl. Uh, Miami was a great venue. There was a very Miami halftime show. Very Miami. Uh, Ooh, let's Hispanic let's talk music. about the halftime show. Electric. <laughs> um, that was fantastic. I really yeah. enjoyed it. Um, two icons of the pop game. Yeah, J Lo and Shakira. Um, they had J Balvin and uh, Bad Bunny. I think um, two oh. two international um, artists that also were on that stage. Um, don't really know much about them. Um, yeah, I'm gonna be honest. But, I didn't know who those people were. Yeah, but um, um, they're pretty famous. But Shakira's I don't know. a global phenomenon. Oh, yeah, is what we yeah, don't realize. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. we do realize it, but like in the U.S., obviously she's just Shakira or whatever. She's got that one song. But globally, she's like this just massive star. Sensation. Yeah. yeah. And it just has a rabid fan base. So, I mean, great show. Yeah. Quality. Quite provocative. Quite provocative. Quite the visuals. But, yeah, I know. I know if I was sitting at home uh, as a little 12-year-old, my mom would have t- turned the channel. So, <laughs> um, that, that would have happened. Yeah. Uh, um, it was one of those. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of those they need to wear some clothes yeah. moments. For sure. Yeah, wear your pants, pants moment for sure. Yeah, but thing, where's the Black Eyed Peas goes? I'm missing their music. You know, when seeing that performance up there, you know they were electric back in the day, but they just kind of disappeared. They fell off. The Black Eyed Peas. Yeah. Did they do a Super Bowl halftime? No, I'm just saying, like they just kind of disappeared off the face of the earth. Oh, just in general. Yeah, they had some great music and. Yeah, boys. <laughs> uh, it Fergie is the lead singer, and then uh, well, and that's my, I thought it was Shakira the whole time. I'm not even a true fan then. Um, oh, is that oh, what you were? Yeah, thinking? that's what I was thinking. Either way, Black Eyed Peas look alike. Yeah, they look a lot alike. But yeah, Black Eyed Peas and they have the same vibe. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I mean, yeah. Black Eyed Peas. Where are you at? Yeah, we need you next year. Yeah, where you at? And we could have Pitbull. I hate Pitbull. I hate Pitbull. He's like 5'5", five, five and he thinks he's on top of the world. Dude, Mr. Worldwide. He's a baller. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide's only 5'5", five five. bro. I mean, you can't be the biggest world being 5'5". Five, five. <sighs> There's a song, uh, what is this big one? Um, I, uh, I don't know. Time of your life, time uh, of my life. 
No, that's Black Eyed Peas, baby. <laughs> that is no? Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, they just disappeared. No, I can't it's, even think of it's, it. Now. One of them's with J Lo. The one she sang, "Dancing on the Way." Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Brazil, Gerard, straight to the little. You know what I'm talking about? I just, I don't know. I really uh, dislike Pitbull. He's at the bottom of my list for artists I like. Oh, Timber with Kesha also. Timber. Uh, oh, it's going down. I'm yelling uh, Timber. I'm yelling Timber. That sounds a banger. Uh, um, yeah, but um, any other any other Super Bowl thoughts? Not, Patrick Mahomes not is getting a bag, as we already touched on. Uh, happy for Andy Reid. But Wolford's looking for yeah. weapons, though, outside of just I don't. I, I'm not saying I'm looking for weapons. I just know that he has that in mind. And when That's I a say a small pay cut, he's still going to be making enough money to live multiple lifetimes. But – I think if he has some weapons, I mean, what's forcing us to yeah. not win another Super Bowl? I think you're right. You know? I'm I mean, glad he has that mindset for y'all's sake. But I think y'all and y'all just and y'all just got lucky. I mean, like these windows, ended up, yeah, had some had, get some great receiver talents in there um, that you know just kind of came up and ended up working out great for us. So. Yeah, and I mean, Patty, like 24 years old, he's gonna he's probably like one of those. He seems like a quality guy. He'll probably want to stay with the same franchise yeah. for most of his career. Like. If y'all just keep him happy, like the sky's the limit for that team. Yeah, just keep him happy and well, keep him. Give healthy. him a. I mean, he'll even if he wants weapons, blank check. Yeah, he can write a number down. I know that his brother's a little world. sus and his girlfriend rants on Twitter, but <laughs> I'll say this: like as a I city, you, you can't be roasting your star quarterback's brother and sister, or in you know future wife. Hey, and so it's like. You know they're they're high school sweethearts. Yeah, she has a thing, but you got to take you know you got to take the you take the baggage. Yeah, you with take the, the baggage with it, and you know I think that if we can just stop you know harassing her somewhat on Twitter, I say harassing a lot you of it's like wanted, she gets flamed. She gets flamed a lot. She did, I did see her get dragged know. at one point for being like crazy, like yeah, like cheering ex like her girlfriend now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like over the top, like girl you see on social media that you hate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but right. you don't want to drive someone away and put a bad taste in someone's mouth because you do no, that. We want this guy no. to be with Kansas City for the rest of his career. No need so, to drag you know. her. And not to be uh, not to be sour bullying, but the word on the street, the nickname <laughs> on TikTok oh, for no. uh, for Jackson Mahomes' little brother is Mahomo. Okay, so he wants yeah. to wants to get a little joke out of that. But uh, <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> that guy sucks. Patty Baller. <laughs> Yeah, 49ers. I'm gonna say this about the 49ers. This is my last kind of like Super Bowl thought. Shout out Dre Greenlaw on the side you. of the on the side of the losing team. Dre Greenlaw, we love you. You played, got some good hits out there. I think you got two or three tackles. First tackle of the game. Yeah, first tackle, first tackle of, the game. of the game for sure. Yeah, yeah. come on the pod. Niners. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'd love to have you. Niners. My only issue, I will say, it's a little, a little sketchy with them because you got your quarterback. You're not really 100 percent sure about for one thing, but you've also got young guys that you haven't had to pay yet. And this is like the time where you're supposed to like – this is the time you really need to capitalize when all your draft picks are young and cheap. Because they're all most of them rookie deals. Like you got Bosa, you got that D-tackled Solomon Thomas that they've still got for pretty cheap. So you got to be a little careful now because when these windows close so much faster than you think they will. Like think about the Jacksonville Jaguars three or four years ago when they played the Pats in the AFC title. We thought they were here to stay for a while. Yeah. And now they're really a rebuilding lottery team. So it's like – you want to take advantage of your time you have. And, I mean, I don't know if Jimmy G is the guy. I actually think he's worth keeping. I don't think you're going to find much else better right now. But I will say you got to make up your mind. you got to do what you need to do because this is the time to win, and these windows close so fast. They, yeah. You think they're built to last forever, and then it's over in a year. I'd say so. Now with the Chiefs, they're solid. Yeah. I'd see, exactly. That's what I was about to you say. you got your quarterback. It's, it's yeah, different. It's different. It's different because – 
the like some like between like talking about the the Jaguars a couple years ago and the they, and the Niners, yeah. they they had Bortles and Bortles maybe or Garoppolo may end up looking like Bortles. Yeah, um, I mean take take away him starting out with the Patriots and him backing up Tom Brady. What do you have? Yeah, I mean you, you don't you don't have a lot. So if that if that doesn't pan out, they're going to end up just like just like uh, just like the. the but also the think about this too. Other teams like Carolina Panthers. Got to that Super Bowl, lost to the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Nothing since. Nothing. So, and I mean, that's a different situation. They had Cam, but and Cam is obviously loose cannon, whatever he is. But they probably, I mean, I'm, I can't remember specifically, but their talent was probably still pretty young on defense. And like when your defensive talent is young, I feel like that's just the time to win because mm-hmm. they're not expensive yet and they're going to get expensive. And then you got to pay everybody. Mm-hmm. Patty's blank, blank check guy for sure. And you got your quarterback. So, and he's just good dude, good head on his shoulders. You know, he's like going to yeah. be like, He's, leader, stick with your team. Leader, he's not yeah. gonna like make big bad press. Right? He's yeah. well on his way to be the greatest football player of all time. Yeah, I agree. On his way, not okay. Let, not well, bare. Kellerman said best football player. Ever. Well, Kellerman's an idiot. <laughs> My only hang up is if you're gonna say Tom Brady right now, I just like I said earlier is that defense is really in Belichick. I think that yeah, that's always gonna be the thing hanging over Patrick is oh you might not have as many Super Bowls as Tom Brady, but I think I think you know only time will tell. I mean he's still what yeah. been in the league. Two years now, yeah. and they're starting, and so I think there's still a lot of time left to see. But I would not be surprised if he picked up another, uh, you know, if not multiple in his career. They can put this defense together; they really can, and that's the good thing. They can pay him now; they can build the defense around mm-hmm. him. And I just think, dude, he's just such a good guy. I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd be willing to, to to spend more money on our defense. And maybe Reed. take you some. Still got yeah. Reed there, offensive mastermind. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, I think he, that's that's yeah, that's yeah. probably right. Allocate the funds yeah. actually. Put it on the defense. Put it on the side. defense. Patrick's gonna throw to throw whoever. a bag to the defense yeah. side. Bring in yeah. some bring some pass rushers that you love. Yep. That Get team, some big DBs. Our defensive line is not is not bad. I just think that no. our biggest struggle this season was our backfield on our defense. Yeah. And we're gonna get some, some better quarterbacks players. that can yeah. shut people down. Get some, you got Tyron yeah. out there. Roman. You got Tyron. He's we really just needed that leader. He filled that spot really well. And so that was the main thing we were looking for. And now we can just go fill in the fill in the blanks. Got fill in the blanks. So, yeah. But you got your guy. You got the guy. You got the guy. And, you know, he's going to just get people to run good routes, catch the football. I mean, that's all we need. We don't need anything special out there. Our quarterback's going to yeah. put it where he wants it. So, you know, I don't know. They're good, though, man. They're KC, all, they're man. Core Fun good. team to watch. In KC, that KC, boy. I've been watching my whole fun. life, and this is by far the best did, team I've uh, ever seen. Did you have any acquaintances in the parade today? Uh, had a lot of lot of um, friends and family that went to the uh, the parade, my Parents went down and got on top of my dad's office and watched it from up top. Uh, sent some pretty cool videos. There you go. Uh, fortunately, I had a test today, so I really mm. wasn't able to make mm. it back. I was trying to. I went to the Should've Royals, and uh, it, the Royals parade was <laughs> insane, and this one looked a lot better. A lot pretty cold in Kansas though right now. I mean, it'd be a miserable what, what day it? out there. Twenty. Oh, if it's freezing here, I bet it's about fifteen there. I mean, it's probably like twenty, mid twenties during the day. I mean, it looked it looked cold. And it I'll say, look cold. random thought, my friend went, tried to buy a 24-pack of beer down there, and it was $40 oh, for the parade. That's, so that's kind of crazy. Hey, man, you throw, throw the $40 for, for a 24-pack? I mean, But I tell uh, you, uh, well, Royals Parade, I must feel like a pretty distant memory. Pretty distant memory. If we're going to touch back <laughs> on that, I really think we should have two right now. But, hey, Royals right now, I don't know, we're, we're in a rebuilding town. phase. The reason we were town. good then was just – I just the- I don't have anything to brag about except my Cardinals. So yeah, um, go Dodgers, and we'll be right back with some food takes and um, just some more some more good stuff. Some comedy for you all. Yes, some comedy. <laughs>
Okay, everyone, welcome back. We have a very exciting segment for you guys. We have the acclaimed Fayetteville food critic Grant Warford, as you've heard from him already. We're going to do a little uh, mixing and mashing. We're going to talk about our underrated restaurants in NWA. Then we're going to move into some overrated foods just in general. Um, kind of create some debate and uh, go from there. So I think we'll start off. Um, Worf, give us give us your first overrated, um, yeah, Worf. over or underrated, underrated restaurant in Fayetteville. All right. Well, my first underrated restaurant in Fayetteville. I'm going to say this one just first, and that's Tony's Pizza on Dixon Street. Uh, they have a drink there, a mixed drink. It's two dollars and fifty cents. Called the Free Shavakadu. If you've seen the vine, the Free Shavakadu. <laughs> it? It's called the Free, free Shavakadu. It's an iced mixed drink. And it, Say that it, three times fast. Ice mixed drink, ice mixed drink, no, ice mixed drink. Free shavakadoo, free shavakadoo, free shavakadoo. Have you ever seen that? You know what they're talking about? No. What is no, free shavakadoo? Yeah, it's a vibe. I'm totally out of I'm totally out of the loop. But yeah, so the, it tastes like they have a, they have a green one and they have a mango one. Both of them are very good. The green one tastes like a, oh, it tastes like a blue, blue Sour Patch Kids mixed with like a, with like a Jolly Rancher of some sort. It's a delicious flavor. Sounds like um, a cavity. Yeah, for sure. You know, brush your teeth afterwards. <laughs> okay, Dad. Um, but the pizza as well. The pizza there's great. Pizza's a little bit steep in price, about five dollars a slice. But you get about for a quarter. A slice? You get about a quarter of a pizza. I mean, you get it a, it's, I, it's a big slice. I've had it once. Yeah. I've had it yeah. once. It is a big. The slice. ranch, high quality, probably a quality you know, ranch. Eight, eight out of ten ranch. Um, ranch. Uh, I, I usually get the sausage pizza, or the pepperoni, but both really good there. If you're ever out on Dixon late night. Definitely go by, get you a slice of pizza, and get a free Shavakadoo to end your night. Yeah, there you go. And I, I'll just, just this is not on the list or anything, but Los Bobos also just want to oh, yeah. out there. Food on Dixon, at least drunk food on Dixon, also a great spot for sure. Yeah. There's a couple plumber. spots. Too. I do. I was plumber. about to say. Oh, is that I the wanted, Quesadilla place? I yeah, want to yeah. try okay. the Quesadilla. Bennett went there the other night. He said it was incredible. Yeah, I want to go. He said it's like the spot. We need, we need to go sometime this weekend. Mm-hmm. That'll be. That is that that review is forthcoming. We'll we'll, we'll have a review for the Plomo quesadillas yeah. um, mm-hmm. coming up coming up in future episodes. Um, but G, what do you think about your your restaurant? Okay, I'm gonna go into my restaurant. My restaurant is a little off. The, uh, it's not off the beaten path. It's very well known. I think I, I almost was hesitant to even call it underrated, but I'm gonna say it's underrated just because it hides a bit in I, give, no, I think I'll, it hides a bit. I'll give you underrated. Yeah, Gusanos. Okay, so. It's definitely it's, it's widespread throughout the NWA era. They have in Rogers, Bentonville, all all the areas. But here in Fable, it is on Weddington, and it is kind of tucked away. You could miss it if you're driving down Weddington. It's in that center. You know, you can miss JJ's, out where it is. JJ is the sassies off Weddington, yeah. all those little areas. Yeah. But it kind of hides back there. And man, their pizza to me, I think it's elite. Like I actually think it's very good. The deep dish dude and the Chicago style. This summer wharf. What, I mean, what was that? Was it Wednesday night? The the half off Tuesday night. They still night. do it. Yeah, yeah. they still Over do it. The they, summers. T- they took yeah. away the deep dish. They got well, smart. They did that. I think more for the school year. I think that they took that yeah. away because of so many students. But if you're in Fayetteville in the summer, half yeah, price pizza Tuesday nights, and you need to take advantage of it. We dominated that. This dominated. Summer. We would miss Tuesday, Tuesday night this summer. Could, could yeah. you say you deleted pizza? You could. You could argue. Yeah, you, you could contend that I deleted that. Control. Control. But yeah, okay, so the deep dish is great. I think, honestly, U.S. pizza gets all the hype. Everybody's like, oh, U.S. pizza. Gusano is better than U.S. pizza. Not uh, a mile. Not, not even, I don't even think not even close. close. Not, even, not even warm. I don't, uh, Clark, not even warm. Will Clark, if you're listening, I'd tell you that. Yeah. I know you're U.S. pizza, yeah, you US pizza yeah. stand, yeah. but Gusano's, Gusano's that deep dish. What did we get? It was like the uh, – The Ditka. 
the Dicka, the, the Dicka. Dicka was yeah, good. It had like jalapenos, oh, yeah. sausage. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It had everything you need. It was to die for. Football guy pizza. Oh yeah, Football big time. <laughs> but Chuck, I'm gonna let you roll into yours off that. Yeah, off that. I'll uh, I'll say something real quick. I'm. This would be my my flu game of podcasts. I have, my retainer has broken my permanent retainer, oh, and it is really life. sticking me in my in my <laughs> lip right now. So to all you listening out there, I'm really giving my 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 all for this uh, some LeBron Game Seven vibes. Um, but I'd say my my underrated restaurant um, would have to be Mangoes Mangoes Gourmet Taco Shop okay. on MLK. Um, you got low prices, even though they just raised them a little bit. That's okay. Um, <laughs> if you go there, get the mangoes burrito. It is chipotle ranch sauce. Ask for extra steak and French fries. It is a burrito, and it is to die for. Go get it. It's six fifty. It's a lot of food, and it is delicious. What, kind of, what is it called again? The mangoes burrito. Mango's and also, burrito. I've had their California burrito, which is just their typical. Um, you know, Mexican esque um, toppings uh, in your burrito. Um, they have good, uh, good tacos. Good, good, good. All things for 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 a good low price. Um, it's it's delicious. I recommend you check it out. Is that all the right. one by Popeyes? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't been there, and I'm gonna check it out. I've heard great things about. Ooh, it. Ooh, it's so good. The salsa is good. The verde is good. Um, it's a it's a good it's a good spot. And I'll throw sure. a Chico in there as well. Shout out Roman King. That's gonna be another yes. underrated yeah. spot. It's across from Mangoes. Quality of bocce for a low price gives you the whole nine yards, gives you the whole the whole throw together of the vegetables and everything. You can hand them a ten dollar bill. No walk taxes out. included. You hand them a ten dollar bill. Ten dollars even for chicken dinner. I mean, yeah, great. All times of the day too. It's not even oh, yeah. like hibachi dinner price. More expensive. Yeah. Like it is all times of the day. Ten dollars. That yum yum sauce too is fuego. It's very delicious. Right, they got a good one, Probably man. the best yum yum sauce ever had. Mmm. Whoa. <laughs> um, but uh, wow. Warford, you have another one. That you yeah, do we, do we have do we have any other? Well, so one of them on here was Gasano's. Obviously, I'm a huge advocate okay. of Gasano's. Yeah. Um, the other one was uh, was TJ's Sandwich Shop. All right. Now this one's off of college, but if you haven't been down, it's kind of out by uh, what's Midway Liquor for you underage viewers out there. Um, and then also, <laughs> it's just kind of in the area Ozark Fitness is over there. But if you go there, I think it's Wednesday nights at Half Price Sandwiches, and you can get like a four dollar sandwich, and it's on like a giant King's Hawaiian roll. And they toast it, it's and it's delicious. If you haven't been, need to go try a sandwich. Go on Wednesday nights and get two sandwiches for eight bucks. It's I a, need to it's try a TJ's sandwich shop. Yeah. And you remember, it used to be it used on to be right Garland. Garland yes. Remember, I brought my chicken in there that time, and, <laughs> yeah. and they got mad at me, and I had they to They did get mad. We, a uh, little story time, we went on an outing <laughs> to TJ's Sandwiches um, our freshman year of college, and and G decided that he, he didn't want a sandwich. So he, <laughs> he walked his happy ass over to Harp's, and uh, he picked up some Harp's chicken. Very underrated Harp's chicken. It is good food. Um, good food. Good chicken. But then he proceeded to bring it in um, yeah, I didn't into think TJ's. Be mad about it. Into the very uncrowded TJ's. Just just us in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, they got really and so the, and it's a small it's a small place. So they small outfit. They weren't uh they, they didn't enjoy the the competition and in, like, in their restaurant. Leave. So I, I think I ate outside. Uh, we made a made outside. Did you um, take a whole rotisserie chicken? Yeah, in there? he took no, it. <laughs> because that's a bold move. Any <laughs> the harps, harps, it was like the strips. Okay, okay. Harps, you got yeah, chicken strips and legs and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, oh, I came with the rotisserie. Like, that's, a, that's a bold. They're cutting knife and fork in about rotisserie. That that would that that would have been a move. Right that would have that would have. You're getting kicked out. Of um, yeah, I'm getting mad instantly. Like this guy, what's he doing? What is rotisserie chicken? Yeah. But uh, but another uh, another restaurant I I have. It's not per se a restaurant, but yet a, a, a truck. 
Um, it's a, it's a sweet um, a sweet family. They run Kiko Rice and Noodle uh, right there by the Hogwash on Garland. Yeah. Um, I just had it a couple hours ago. It's delicious. Um, if you like spicy, get the spicy Razorback, but buckle up because it's buckle. spicy is uh, an understatement. And if you tell them you want maybe just a chicken fried rice, just say make it a little spicy and it'll rock your world. Um, but it's delicious. Um, you can catch their kids doing homework in the truck while they make food. Um, it's it's my uh, get off work uh, dinner on the way home uh, spot for sure. Um, I don't want to take anything away from Kiko's. It's a very great restaurant. But also if you're on Dixon Street, the BAM food truck. Uh, they have a really, really good chicken fried rice uh, plate as well, and so I had it the other night, and it kind of blew my mind. But I, that doesn't—I'm not—I'm <laughs> not shadowing Kiko's by any means. I'm just also giving another, another food truck take. Oh, uh, hello. Do you do you have um do you have an underrated restaurant for us? Oh. You'd like to underrated restaurants and Yeah, we've gone through Gasanos, Mangos, TJ's, um, uh, Kiko, Kiko Rice and Noodle. Um, uh, that's it i think chico. do you have a yeah chico yeah it's just for uh anybody that uh ever wants any type of quality mexican cuisine on school street a little bit farther down across from the homeless shelter there's a little uh establishment called uh mr taco loco and uh if you're ever looking for anything other than your typical mexican food you might get it a va hola huerta type place is a great place to go they have a great salsa bar, which you can get any types of various sauces you like, <laughs> and just a quality menu, and it's an authentic, authentic experience. Authentic Mexican. That was Colin Emery with that the authentic was, Mexican experience. That was my dear roommate, Colin Emery, rolling in from what I assume could only be a bachelor watch party. Ooh, yes, I was right. I, hit the I nail on the head. What happened to Tammy tonight, Colin? Oh, no. Tammy's gone? Oh, no. That was a spoiler. I got – Spoiler. McKenna's gone? As long as my girl Madison's still there, that's all I'm worried about. Uh, Madison's my girl. Oh. Goodbye, McKenna and Tammy. Tammy. Um, and that was and that was talking bachelor. Oh, Victoria P. Go home, Victoria P. Victoria F. is still there though, right? Did Victoria P. Um, <laughs> that's your bachelor recap for the week, and that was. Okay, we're back for the last segment of the night. Um, our overrated foods. Um, I've been looking forward to this one. We're going to throw out uh, just a few apiece uh, for some just general um, overrated foods that we may not um, enjoy in our own personal lives that maybe you guys out there agree with. Um, so I guess we'll go with Worf, same word. You mean to go ahead and say all three of mine? Mm, just uh, hit us with just one. one. Okay, well, well my first go. one is a veggie burger. I don't know why people are out there <laughs> – Promoting a veggie burger like it's some delicious burger. Like everyone knows that you would rather go get a nice Angus burger. Like, don't hide the fact you that you're trying to be hip stuff. and cool. Well, you know, cool. I'm fine with a vegan, but don't be out there advocating a veggie burger because we all know you do not like that veggie burger. Get that out. So of you're here. out on me. Out on the veggie burger. You're Never will try one. Don't even. What about the Burger King Impossible Whopper? Not. Where's the last oh, thing I want? The last thing <laughs> I want to eat is a fast food veggie burger. Oh, I'll probably stinks. get some sort of rare cancer even, from eating that. Not, I don't. I don't want. I don't want any part. Yeah, I had it once. They, uh, what, we, I went and had it. I was like, I gotta try this. Uh, you wouldn't pay probably, money for an impossible whopper. I paid money, money for an impossible whopper. <laughs> and to be honest, I don't even know how impossible it really is because they grew it on the same, the same 
uh, grill they use for the other burgers. So all the like residue from the fat of the Angus burger. Like, so, so, that's still so that's on. why it keeps the, t- the same taste. Well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're eating the meat anyway. The you're just fooling yourself. But yeah, and you're thinking to yourself, like you're not even like getting the full benefit of the veggie no. burger probably. And Impossible Meats, like whatever. And they got all their cowboys on there like, I'm a damn fool. This is an impossible burger. That's what they say. They act like they those, thought that was a regular burger. Don't get me started on those stupid, Liars. No. those stupid commercials. Liars. They, they just paid somebody to put on a cowboy hat and said, I'm a damn fool. Like, <laughs> shut up, Burger King. You're not you fooling anybody. You're not, you don't want a veggie burger. You're a cowboy. Now, I will say, off topic, the $1 Burger King tacos are pretty good. They're not bad. They're not bad. They look like uh, they were frozen and they just got heated up, but they're not dude, bad. Dude, they are not bad. They have a deal taco like, sauce. It's like three fifteen, and you get two burgers and I gotta, a drink maybe. Yeah. Like that's, that's a pretty decent deal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you get the coupons in the mail for BK, you can you can go get some some, yeah. some deals there. <laughs> you can steal from um, there again. Get on their mailing list. But, G, what, 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 what's your first food? Okay. Alright, so this is going to kind of contradict my Gusano's take. But, pizza is overrated. Mm. I'm just going to let you guys... Is that sunk in yet? For um, I'm going to say it's a little overrated. I okay, guess. here's what I'm going to say to you about pizza. To me, you can get to the very best caliber of pizza and you can get down to the Eureka style. And for me, the discrepancy between the two is not that large. Especially with the cost differences. Like, I feel like I can still enjoy pizza about as much with a cheaper pizza. And I think when it comes to like bar type beer food, I'm going to take wings 10 times out of 10 over pizza for me personally. I agree with that. But I'm more of a wings person over pizza. And I just think it's sort of a, I don't know. I just, I just think it gets blown out of proportion a little bit. That's well, a hot one. That's, that's, yeah, that's, 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 that's a, I mean, I, I have, I have one sort of like that, but we'll, um, Might not be my hottest. I've got another one that's pretty hot, but that is like my hottest take. Is like pizza. Just get we get a little out of we get a little carried away. I think from pizza. Yeah, um, I, I'll, I'll go with mine. I'm 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 gonna say hamburgers. Wow. <laughs> not even the vegan hamburgers. No, not even the vegan hamburgers because I've I've never never been a real hamburger fan. Uh, like I mean, obviously I eat hamburgers. But um, obviously, like I, it's like if if you're having a nice grill out, give me a hot dog. Give me um, okay. give me some chicken. Give me, give me um, okay. some some ribs or a, a a pork of some sort. A pork. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Or a, or a sausage or a yeah a nice hot link. Um. <laughs> but a, a burger. It's just the the, <laughs> the only reason that I almost swayed from saying burger is the ba burger. But before the BA burger, it just it's it's not it for me. It gives me heartburn. Um, it's it's just it's just not it's I don't really I mean it's just not it doesn't it. provide enough for it, you for the heartburn. It's potential. like oh congrats it's it's a it's a hamburger. It's meat on the bun. Um, and it's all I mean as you said with with the with the the drop off between like some like really good quality, oh, quality pizza to um, average. Yeah, I, I'd say really that there isn't a lot of drop off. You, you go have a McDonald's burger and it tastes like a burger, and you go have. You know, one that you cook at your house and it still tastes like a burger. Um, but Worf, what would your um, your next one be? My next food that I really think is just super overrated is like oatmeal bowls, like the Mamaka bowls or whatever. Like, why are you going to go? Like, okay. I have right here, $6.50 for a smoothie, <laughs> 8 to $10 for a bowl. And you know what comes in that bowl? Oatmeal and fruit. You Over could go smoothie. to your local grocery store, go down the neighborhood Walmart, pick up 
everything that goes in that bowl for about three bucks. Why would you go spend ten dollars on a bowl? Like you know, what you can get because could, you can put it on your Instagram story. Well, yeah, but I I don't have a need to put it on my Instagram story. I can take <laughs> it that ten dollar bill, walk right into uh, Chico's and get a chicken fried rice plate. You know, ten dollars in today's world, especially in the food industry, spider. can get you a lot of things. And I'm not gonna spend that ten dollars on just an oatmeal bowl. I can't. I can't okay. do it. I can't do it. I also want one of one of these that are on the TV right now, but we'll we'll Papa Diaz. Yes. The new Papa Diaz from yeah. Papa John. Six dollars. You can get you can get two of those. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can get I, mean, two of them. I don't. I don't it's, it's. Would you consider it a, a, a hype beast sort of food? Hype beast. For sure. I think that the only reason people eat the bowls and pay the outrageous price is purely for clout. I think that people want to post it on their story and act creating. like they're hip. And they're eating healthy, but like realistically, we all know you go home and get that, you know, get a chicken tender basket or something. Like, there's no need to fool anyone. No one's out here judging you for that. We'd rather you not go spend ten dollars on oatmeal and cherries, like, or cherries, raspberries, bananas. Like, let's spend it on something better. You know, let's spend it on something better. You could, you could all, you could argue that a lot of things in this world at this point um, are done for uh, just the the point of putting it on on, on the social medias. Yeah. So Chuck, um, while we're on you, what's your next song? Um, well, I'd say mine's. A little unconventional. Um, it may be more of a topping, but I just have a deep, deep hatred for cilantro. Cilantro um, against cilantro. Uh, I've been. You can ask my mother. I am anti cilantro to the day I die. I don't like lime. Cilantro is delicious. I don't like cilantro. It's it's just not it. Um, it's <laughs> it's, not it's, it. it's it's just not. It's just it's like you know you see it on the on the local you know Qdoba type lines. You know you see it at Mexican restaurants. Just keep it away. I mean, it's it's nothing that I need. It's just something that you're putting on there because you're just hoping I'm going to enjoy it. I'm not going to enjoy it. <laughs> but it goes into so, Pico, dude. Yeah, yeah but I don't not... like Pico either. I mean, oh, oh, um, okay. yeah. So own. it's 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 just it's just not it. Um, and they, they can just leave me out of it. Um, Jay. All right, all right. I'm going to go on a rant on this one. This was been this has been my biggest one. Uh, I have the strongest hatred for this. My strongest take. Oh, don't say cheese. No, no, no. I, you know how I've come, I've come a long way. With a little preface behind this. I, as a kid, I was never really like a cheese person, like on things. Like I didn't get like a lot of cheeseburgers, things like that. I'd I say it was more than just when you were a kid. Okay, yeah, well, uh, <laughs> it went a little longer than that. I've come a long way. I enjoy cheese on a lot of things now. Obviously, I can enjoy pizzas and big strides. Big strides. big strides, big moves. He would. This man would go to Firehouse Subs and say, "No cheese, please." Yeah. Okay. No cheese on the sandwich. Not even pepper jack. Okay. I love pepper jack. I can okay. put that on okay. just about it's anything. Hard not to love. I can put that on just about anything. But like for my sandwich, at least I just prefer it without it for whatever reasons. To this day, actually. Well, I'm glad you. I'm glad you've made strides to the lights. But let me just go ahead and say mac and cheese. Oh, we so gotta cheese. chill with mac and cheese, dude. See, I hate that. I tape. like mac and cheese. It's great. It's good. Whatever. We got to chill mac and cheese. Everybody's always like, bro, you got to try like this recipe of mac and cheese. Like, bro, it is noodles and cheese sauce. It's liquid cheese it's on so noodles. so much more. So much bro, more. You got to go have the Nukes cheese sauce. Get out of here with your mac and cheese. Massive good take. Get out of here. It is fine. It is noodles and cheese. It's noodles and liquid cheese. Stay away from what, me. What, what do you, what do you think that. about What do you think about all this? Um, I think that this mac and cheese not overblown. I'm just, just a I'm bit. just thinking about your takes so far, and I respect everyone's opinion here. But it goes back to the pizza too. Like you said, you know, there's not a lot of things to differentiate your pizza, right. and there's not a lot to you know make your mac and cheese different. That's so, what I'm saying, but I'll See, say I, I, you got to try I, I this disagree. mac and cheese. It's way I'll better than this. the other mac and cheese. 
certain type of noodles are a lot better than other types, and certain types of cheeses are a lot better than other types of cheeses. That's fair. And so I think that's what kind of helps you, you know, break apart your low quality mac from your high quality mac. And mac, you can add virtually anything to it. You could add tuna, you could add lobster, you could add anything. <laughs> chicken, really. bacon, chicken, yeah, pork. bacon, anything. It's a, it's a universal. Yeah, but thing. it needs it needs accessories to be good. It falls. I disagree with that. If, but, hey, if you get say. a if you get a good baked mac and cheese you, you have a uh, a hard oh a hard shell top little bread crumbs on the top you dive in and you and you have just and what's underneath it and you just noodles and cheese and you just have the the, cheese, the soothing the soothing <laughs> it runs down your throat beautifully it's it's great it's it's a quick snack in some forms for the easy mac oh, yeah. but it's a great side even at a nice dinner oh, um, you could have not, you have a bacon it's, it's bush league I, I had a I had a frozen box of uh of, of from the Harps frozen food section the other day. It was cordon blue mac and cheese and it was great. And it was five dollars. I could have got two for ten dollars at Mamaka Bowl. Um, <laughs> well, gee, I have to ask this. Would you rather have mac and cheese or ramen? Because really ramen is just water and I, seasoning. And noodles. I don't know if I put them in the same ballpark, but like if I'm snacking on one of the other. If you're saying easy mac or top, or you're top in your dorm room, freshman year. I'm taking ramen over Easy Mac. Yeah. Okay. It's got the it, chicken it, and the beef flavoring that I can like work off of and like give myself the impression of having like a more quality meal with those noodles and that like flavor in there. But like mac and cheese, I don't know. What if you put some seasoning on your mac and cheese? Wouldn't that just be? I mean, yeah. I mean, you those can make calories on the Easy Mac. You gotta add some. But, but besides, I'm just saying, besides that low level of like talking mac and cheese there. But like when people go to like nice restaurants, they're like, oh, like they've got great mac and cheese here. Like. Is it that great, the mac and cheese? Like, is it that much different than the mac, mac and cheese? Yes. Yes. From Easy Mac, yes. It's different cheeses. It's it's, it's cooked differently. The noodles are different. Hey, the best mac and cheese, though, comes in SpongeBob characters made by Kraft. <laughs> SpongeBob Cap. I don't know what it is. It's the airflow through the noodles, but that's some good mac and cheese. I think it's probably the airflow through the noodles. Um, Warford, do you have another one? Uh, yeah, my, my last thing that I really think is overrated and – at first, I thought of, you know, I may be a little bit uh, in some hostile territory saying this, but after you guys have you know grilled mac and cheese, pizza, and burgers, I'm grilling uh, it. sushi, you know, oh, I, uh, yeah, I, I knew there would be some reaction sushi. from that, but okay. uh, you know, I just think sushi. I've had it. I'm not one of those people that's gonna be like, oh, this is gross. Besides the veggie burger, I know I'm not. I don't want to even get near that. But with fair. sushi, that's I've bad. tried it. I was like, <laughs> really like, really, I really enjoy seafood. I'm gonna try it, and. I would just, I was just like, I'd rather have this cooked. You know, I, I, I understand why people may eat it, but I prefer my seafood cooked. I don't, uh, you know, California rolls a little different, and that's not bad. I'll eat one of those, but I just really think that. It's your base. What about I'd, a fried roll? Fried rolls, I'm all about. But really? like sour cream and all that, or not sour cream cheese and all yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I like my seafood to be cooked. I, I, can't, okay. I don't like eating raw, um, whether it be, I mean, same thing. Like, I like my steak medium rare. I would never eat a rare steak though. Same thing with seafood. I'd rather have seafood. Well, and you, you would get sick. Well, yeah, you'd get sick. But seafood, <laughs> other things, seafood doesn't take long to cook. You know, it's a pretty fragile um, meat or, I guess, shellfish, you know, yeah. seafood. And so it doesn't take long to cook. So it's like, I may as well cook this thing for at least like three or four minutes. It can be better than okay. raw. So I don't know. That's just my take. That's on it. fair enough. Uh, I actually love sushi. It's one of my yeah, favorite items. I do too. Um, and it's not like an expensive item. It's a delicacy. It, it's a delicacy is a great is a great word for it. You, you get a little. You get, you get those little square bowls that everywhere has. The little wasabi. Ooh, I love. Put a little wasabi, wasabi in that oh, in that yeah. in that red top soy. Yeah, I love wasabi. I love oh, wasabi yeah. on it by itself and eat it. Um, I just think uh, sushi is one of the things I'm kind of filling myself with the Japanese restaurant. You know, maybe I've 
ordered the bocce, but I'm like, you know what? Bring the sushi roll. You know what? Well. I, I got paid the I, other day. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about myself. Bring me that sushi roll while you're at yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, because sushi's not a real a real meal unless you get multiple rolls. I mean, no. if you knock back a roll of sushi, you're like, okay, what else? Yeah, what's next? Yeah. It's more, it's an app. Yeah. yeah I would yeah. say in most cases. Unless you're big time money bags enough to just go ahead and give me like three rolls. Yeah, and I mean, I'll if you want to throw out 22 bucks, you'll get full off sushi, but yeah. I mean- we're we're not that the big spenders of of the world no, uh, here at Jackson exactly. No Trades. We're not Jackson. Okay. Um, if, if we were big spenders, we would be Jacks of Trades. Yeah, but we're, but we're not. Um, <laughs> we would have trades. Yeah, we, we <laughs> there would, would be trades, trades involved. <laughs> uh, That's the case. But um, but yeah. That's um, all I've got. On do we have? Do we have? I have, I have one more thing I'd like to say. Oh, kind of touching on my sushi topic, I think that. I've had oysters and I like oysters, but I yeah. think oysters is more about the process of eating the oyster rather than okay. the taste. Because to be honest with you, thing. the consistency of an oyster, it tastes like a loogie, let's be honest. Yeah. And really not a whole lot of taste there. But I will say, I felt kind of like a G eating some oysters. You know, I just felt like yeah, uh, it was sure more for cool. the clout. But like, you know, I, I definitely would have them if someone's like, yeah, let's, let's get a couple oysters. Like I'd take one. I, feel, I treat it more as like a shot in a way. Yeah, and so, but like, I, I wouldn't ever like go to a restaurant and be like, I really want to eat oysters. Yeah, like, I wouldn't. Kind of I wouldn't. Tight, yeah, though, and you're like, yeah. oh yeah, give me those raw oysters. Yeah. I can eat those. I'm pretty badass. Mm-hmm. But I think yeah, I just treat it more like a shot. Like let's go, let's go get a drink and uh, go with know, a little beer. Yeah, like a nice beer. We're gonna hang out. We'll get a couple oysters to eat with the boys. We're and, have to do that at the beach. Yeah, we're gonna have to do that. We're gonna have to boil some shrimp too. Yeah, a Jackson and, No Trays coming from Pensacola coming this March. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> um, a sun kissed uh, podcast episode. <laughs> um, but I had I had one thing I wanted to to bring to the table here. Just a, a news story. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, Pepper Potts and the Avengers series um, has started a like health and wellness beauty uh, brand called Goop, G O O P, and she sells candles that and her candles are called called This Smells Like My Vagina. What? The candle scent is This Smells Like My Vagina. Um, haven't got any real uh, expertise or uh, feedback on how they smell because who would buy that? Um, but just... <laughs> oh, <that's a> <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, lo- we love the lady viewers out there. That was a joke. Um, <laughs> a yeah, of... but um, I think this is this has gone a little too far. Uh, <laughs> the, the the candles smelling like um, yeah, like female parts. I think we've overstepped our boundaries. Got a little over our skis with that. I thing. think we're in over our head, folks. I really yeah. enjoy candle shopping. I'm not afraid to say it. I think going around and finding a nice fragrance out of a candle. I mean, you light a candle in a room and the whole room will smell like that in about 15 yeah. minutes. And I think <laughs> I, I wouldn't like want that. to light a candle that's, that's just terrible marketing. I don't want to light a candle that smells like a vagina. Like that's not something that I like, you know, <laughs> I, it's really just not something that? I'd like to my house to smell like. I just don't see the purpose in buying it. I don't it, think anybody's going to walk into your home and that. Damn, like dude, it wow, smells this, so good it in smells here. great. Like no, like I'd rather go with like an evergreen <laughs> awesome. or a nice like yeah. smooth ocean scent or something. I don't know. What, what do we have? We have a candle burning right now. Uh, what, 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 what flavor do we have burning right now? Careful about the wax. Uh, rustic woods. Rustic woods. That's a classic. It crisp in here. Yeah, a classic. I got I got like my it. brother a candle subscription for Christmas. He loves a good candle. Spends wow. a lot of time um, playing uh, video games at his desk, um, and d- does does some does some work on the sticks um absolutely goaded shout out to my little brother billy but he loves a good candle so yeah picked him me and my sister picked him up um some a candle subscription for christmas and i hope he's enjoying it well you might want to subscribe him to goop 
soon. Yeah, I need to. I need to. Yeah, I need That'll to. That'll be a little just, gag gift for him. Are there any yeah. other fragrances they've come out with, or is uh, that the only one? I'm not sure. I, that's just terrible. Yeah. Goop's uh, brand I'm, family is pretty, pretty Goop, shallow. When Goop comes to your head, what's the first thing you I think? I don't think of candles. Since. This smells like my vagina. I think of like a loogie or something. I, yeah. I just don't. That's not a very good image in my yeah, mind. Like, not I a good. Buy that. Wouldn't be looking for a good no. saliva scent. No. No. Uh, also, I had one more thing on the overrated foods. Anything from Sonic. Whoa. Um, Whoa. <laughs> I disagree. Any, I'm way off that take. Any, Anything from Sonic? Any, except the chicken tender sandwich. Chicken uh, sandwich is fire. Thanks. If you, listen, anything on that menu, Burrito? just Burrito. for the birds. I mean, you're telling me you're gonna go to Sonic. For and, the birds. Gonna, I mean, Sonic. I go to Sonic frequently, obviously, because Very the nice drinks. Yeah, yeah, nice little happy hour special. Cherry yeah. limeade, ocean water. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. maybe a tater tot, but their 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 actual meal menu trash. I think it I think it takes a long time and it's overpriced, but I still Chicken enjoy their food. sandwich though is good value. But good value. Chicken tender sandwich is quality value. Yeah. And the cheese sticks are very good. I know it's just cheese sticks. And they're like you can get them anywhere for pretty good, probably pretty good, but they're specifically are very good to me. They're good yeah. cheese sticks. One last thing. Um if you happen to come across a Sonic in a college town and you find there's no sorority letters in that parking lot, I will pay you $5. Crisp $5 bill personally. That's true. Because I have yet to ever go there and not see like eight rigs, Jeeps, you know, usually parked and stalled. What would you say the over-under for the MLK Sonic at any given any given moment that of uh, of operating hours that there is – what was the over-under for sorority Three letters? and a half. Uh, I'm saying there's probably two to three every time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I say yeah. Two, yeah two somewhere and a half, around three, and three half, yeah. You're gonna you're gonna find at least at the minimum two sorority layered yeah, cars minimum, yeah. in, in in the Sonic parking lot. I, I don't have any quarrel with that, but it's yeah. just kind of an interesting thing when you're looking around and observing who their customers are. Yeah, um, what about a day? I think probably oh, over in the, twenty in, 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 uh, in a day. One p.m. on a Wednesday, you're getting at seven. Yeah, you're getting yeah. seven min- minimum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Another spot I think is a little overrated. I'm just gonna throw it out there one more time. I think Torchies is a little overrated. Oh yeah, mm. I had that on there originally. But Torchies is a little, just, little expensive, expensive and yeah. not for me with Mexican food, especially like their tacos are they're doing too much. Yeah, they're, they're throwing. Too, I'm more of like a street taco, like quality cilantro onion sauce guy. Well, I, I like looking at it value to <clears> taste. <throat> I can go to Taco or Taco Bell and have my own Mexican fiesta in my house <laughs> for half the price I'm spending at Torchies, and I'm going to be just as satisfied. Yeah. So I think that little Texas rage. Not yeah. what it's Texas, not, very Texas. Not if you're gonna age. go spend fifteen dollars on tacos, I'm going to tacos for life. Ooh, I actually don't care for tacos for life. I like tacos for life. I once again I think it's still <clears> a little bit overpriced, but it's a pretty good taco. The yeah. Korean I been to Conqueso. The Korean taco Conqueso uh, owner good. of Pl- Plomo actually. Um they he's the same guy, I had him for a teacher. Walton College guy. business yeah. crab. Yeah, uh doing big things here in Fayetteville. But I'd like to go try Plomo. They have a queso? Yep. They have three different kinds of queso. They give it to, they give it to you a little tri-platter for, uh, format. Tri-platter format. Okay. Well. Uh, that's all we have for you. I was um, talking food. For this episode. We appreciate you for sticking with us this long. Um, we'll see you next week. And we got a little ad read for you after this. Goodbye.